Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Of Oilers Now, Bob Stopper with you from Washington, D.C. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. Trusted by 630 Chad, visit their new e commerce site and order supplies, printers, and more at digitex.ca. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex will take care of you. In this hour, Nicholas Backstrom with Jack Michaels. I'll have a six minute interview with Oscar Kleffbaum. Al May coming up from NBCSN. Uh, you can text us. On our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630 with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. I'm on Twitter at Bob underscore Stopper. Brendan's at Brendan Escott. The show Twitter account is at Oilers Now. And we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. 780-496-0063. Al May. Al, how are you? You got any secrets to uh, making sure you don't get sick with all the travel that you do? You got a couple little things that you do to make sure you you stay healthy? I'm big on making sure you have a shower as soon as you get off the airplane. And then uh, anytime you feel anything coming on it, you pop a couple of the zinc tabs or lozenges, whatever they are. And uh, it it work for me because I I, I travel a lot back and forth from Texas still to do so. Yeah, and, and you're going on like uh, mainliner planes too, right? Like you're not on a, a private team charter, so no, you know, and even on the charters I do that. But it's uh, no matter what, that's like the number one thing that I do is always make sure I shower as soon as I get off those damn things. Hmm. All right, interesting. Like I shower like three times a day, so that's uh, that's an, an, an interesting perspective you're providing us here with. All right, the Washington Capitals. Uh, you guys were just in town about a week and a half ago. What's going on with this club right now, Al? Well, they haven't been able to put back-to-back wins together. Um, and and I think just inconsistent in a lot of areas right now. And I think that's where conditioning comes in handy. Uh, the, the commitment to block shots isn't there. The board battles aren't there. I just think the whole team's not in sync yet. And I was actually calculating or, or prognosticating that this the first two weeks of November was where they'd be getting it together. There's an absence of Tom Wilson, but I still yeah. think that the team – doesn't have its legs from the off-season conditioning because you think most of these guys want another six to eight weeks longer in the season than they're used to and before they started training. It doesn't mean they're out of shape, but they just don't have their game together and all the players at the same time. And if the big line doesn't, you know, ice the other team, then it seems like it's tough for them to get wins right now. Well, and that's a great point you make. I mean, just the difference of a team going right to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, 
two years ago. The Oilers went to the seventh game around two, and we joked about the fact that they had the non-Stanley Cup hangover at the start of the year. Um, but it is a factor for guys if their training schedules and regiments have been cut down significantly and they haven't had the same time to heal and get over things. It only makes sense, doesn't it? Well, absolutely. I had a couple guys tell me that they, you know they tried to cram their first couple weeks of training. They were trying to cram you know three weeks to a month and a week and two weeks, and that they overdid it. And other players said when they first started, they'd never felt so bad in their entire life. So you know they're all behind. I don't know how many guys came to training camp feeling as good as they would have. You know, when you look around the league, a lot of the teams that didn't make the playoffs at all have come out flying. And, you know, people, but, all, you know, some of them get back to life. You look at the Carolina Hurricanes, didn't make the playoffs, but they come at the start of the season, they kind of surprised everyone the first bit, but now they're getting back to how most people had expected them. Uh, I, I think that extra conditioning, everyone coming to the training camp, looking like Rambo on the teams that didn't make it or the teams that lost out in the first round, uh, they have more time to train, and I think their bodies are in peak shape, and the Caps aren't in peak shape yet. How do you think Brayden Holpe's played? You know what? He, the, the team is not playing good enough on defense, and that's something you haven't been able to say You know, in the last four years. They've always locked it down. It's been a defense-first type of commitment. and you know, The shot blocking, the, the puck management. I'm not seeing puck management. I'm not seeing the shot blocking. I'm seeing way too many opportunities, point blank, games or chances on him. Now, I liked his game the other night, uh, although I didn't like his puck play. I thought uh, the Stars were on to something. He got he gave one away behind the net, didn't get into uh, back into the crease into the proper setting and position when he did give that puck away. And then uh, he had another, he committed the penalty on one of the plays behind the net. But overall, I, I think his play has been good. It's just that the, the, the brand of defense in front of his team uh, hasn't been what I'm used to seeing over the last four years. Well, right now the Capitals lead the NHL in goals four. Like they're averaging the most goals four per game. They got the number one ranked power play, but they've still given up more goals against than they've scored. So, remarkably, they're only 28th in goals against. But I think that highlights what you're saying. They're leaking way too many chances. Well, you look at when the goaltenders have the save percentage like they both do, and the goals against average, uh, which they both do right now, and, and Colby and Copley, Copley, who will play tonight. Uh, I think that's a sign of how the team's playing in front of them. And it means that there's too many high dangers. And, and when you look at giving the high danger, high quality scoring chances uh, against or, 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 you know, for the other team, you're going to get yourself in a boatload of trouble. So I don't think there's been enough commitment by the forward to get down low and help out. Uh, the puck management, leaving odd man rushes and situations like they have, hasn't been where I'm used to seeing it. And, you know, I think all of those things are, are a work in progress. And it's a matter of the new coach. You know, what's he going to do about it? What's this coaching staff going to do about it when players aren't doing what they need to do? And I know against the Dallas Stars the other night, there were 11 turnovers, giveaways, in the first committed by the Caps. In the second period, they were far better with only two. And I just think those are things that have to be taken care of. Puck management was a really big thing with this team last year in the playoffs. Puck management, puck protection were huge. That's how they won the Cup. And it was a defense-first attitude. Right now, I'm not seeing enough defense-first type of attitude. And that goes with what puck protection and puck management are. What's going on with Dmitry Orlov? He's dash nine to start the year. Is he trying to do too much out there, Al? You, you know what? He and Matt Niskanen right now uh, have been on the ice a lot. And, you know, they, they play the other team's top players all the time. Uh, and, and right now, you know, it's, it's, it, he doesn't look like he's playing bad, but you look at the minus nine, 
And the other night was the first time I see him against Dallas, but he got stung for a few there. It was the first time I really saw him play, get back to just moving the puck and taking care of that part. But the better defenseman, and you, you'll be able to testify about this, when a team is struggling with their five-on-five five play, your best defensemen are going to end up with minuses because we're going to be on the ice a lot more. And with not having a five-man commitment to playing really good team D, your top defense are going to be minus. So I don't think it's necessarily all on him. I, I think it's the entire team has to get their act together five-on-five. Uh, five. And once they do that, they'll have a lot different record. But they've got a horribly tough schedule in the next few games. They've got a lot of top teams. Edmonton's coming in here completely different than they were the time before when the Caps lost to them after their game in Vancouver on that road But, you know, they've got Pittsburgh, Colorado, you know, Arizona, who's won five in a row. They've got all those teams on the dock in the next little while. They've got to get their act together. And uh, it, it, nothing's easy. Nothing is easy. And this is going to be a tough stretch before Thanksgiving for the Capitals. We're joined by Al May from NBCSN out of Washington. He was a former Edmonton Oilers player as well, played over 400 games in the NHL, and he was a tough guy, no question about it. Milan Lucic, he's got two goals in his last 59 games. Now, there's something to be said for the fact that Connor McDavid has not missed a game since Milan Lucic has been an Oiler. The game's played differently now, but uh, that's not good enough in the eyes of most of the fans. Do you have uh, an appreciation for the uniqueness of uh, Lucic's uh, skill set, or conversely, do you think he's underperformed? Well, I think there's a combination of, of losing his confidence as far as an offensive player, and this, you know, that where he had a success in Boston, the way the team wanted to play, and, and how they played was conducive for him having success. And now you look at the Oilers, the game they wanted to play the last couple of years kind of got away from them. Uh, I think the biggest thing with him, he, he's a very unique player, but he's got to make sure that he has his like Everything with him should be about conditioning and speed and, and moving the play, but he's still got to play. I think he has to play with a snarl every night. I don't think he can play a, a game where he's smiling on the bench. Where he, you know, I, I, I like, I've always liked the player. I just think that he does best when he hates the world, or so it seems when he's on the ice, when he's a menace, because I think it takes him emotionally to another level. The, the intensity level, that I think, you know, as you look at Tom Wilson, he scares the daylights out of the opposition. Uh, I think that's what Lucic needs to do to be effective is, you know, heavy on the forecheck, fast on the faster on the forecheck, you know, bumping into everything that he can, but still playing without taking the bad minor penalties. But I, I think he has to be a menace out there to be successful. Do the Capitals miss Tom Wilson? 100% yes. I, I didn't think it would be as bad as it is. But he opens up so much room for Netsov and Ovechkin. Uh, he scares the opposition defense like no other. He's, he's one of the fastest on this team in a straight line. Uh, he started making plays. So he, there's a lot more zone time with him inside the offensive zone now because he gets to the pucks because defensemen don't want to get to them. And now he's got the confidence to hang on to the puck and make smart, intelligent plays. So, you know, when he comes back, you know, if, if the appeal doesn't, Saber next little bit. He's not going to be back until the Chicago game in about roughly two weeks. And I feel sorry for Chicago because he's going to be, he's been training like a madman. Uh, I said he was fast. He's going to be even faster and I think highly motivated uh, to get out there and make sure that he's helping his team have success. Al, does this team miss Jay Beagle? 
You know what? You you could say that, but you know what? Jay didn't have the best of regular season last year. I loved him in the dressing room, but the kid, I was going to say, who's done a really good job in his absence, Mitch Dowd, is going to be a healthy scraps tonight. And he, he'd been doing, you know, face-off circle for the most of the season. He had a tough last week. Uh, but, you know, he's got the same type of numbers that Jay Beagle used to have at this point in time. Uh, you know what? You always miss great people in your locker room. And that's probably the greatest value that Jay had around here with the positive person that dressed from the guy that held others accountable in a really positive way. Uh, just a phenomenal guy. And I know it helps having a person like him around at all times. Is Travis Boyd the replacement for Jay Beagle? Is, because he's been out. Is he the guy that was supposed to slot in there and replace Beagle? I think originally Dowd was going to be the backup, and then Dowd had a, just a phenomenal preseason. And, and, you know, he kind of reminded me of Jay Beagle in so many areas. But, you know, Travis Boyd is a guy that's had a lot of success in the American Hockey League. He, you know, from what I've seen and when I've seen him play in the AHL, he's a guy that's really tough on the puck, great on the wall, and can move the puck very well. Uh, it was always a matter of where was his conditioning, how were his legs. And, you know, last year he came ready to play, didn't make the team. They had to, they had their slots up the middle. That was a tough spot to make on this game. Uh, and then, unfortunately, this year he gets a foot injury. But he does a lot as well. The game that he went into the playoffs against the Pittsburgh Penguins, game six, the, the closeout game last spring, uh, he was phenomenal. He went, They put him on the third line. It was, uh, rather than bumping Beagle up, they played him ahead of Beagle and. You know, he generaled his line very, very well out there. He They dominated the play inside the offensive zone, inside the defensive zone. He was flawless. Uh, and, you know, he, he needs things to go his way because you think he's only played two games now. Everyone here has played 12. You know, he was off with an injury, really hampered. You know, he needs things to go right for himself before he's anointed any position. Brooks Orpik, is he back in or is he still out? He'll still be out. He did not skate once again today. Uh, so Madison Bowie uh, and Christian Juice will be the third pair. And uh, Madison Bowie's the next this year when he's gotten in there. Uh, incredible attitude, a lot of positives about him. But I think one of the guys they're really missing, and you look at the Dallas game the other night, was a Brooks Orpik. He does such a good job of, you know, the way he plays defense in the critical times, you know, last parts of the game in Montreal. I don't think the Caps would have blown the lead had Brooks Orpik been on the ice. But he's another guy. They're fortunate to have him around in the locker room. Uh, he's a warrior on the ice. He knows how to really kill a penalty very well. He'll get in front of, he'll put anything in front of a puck to get a shot block. And uh, you know, he's one of those guys that know in the last five minutes of a game, last ten minutes of a game, when you have a lead, that's the guy that you want out there, five on five or penalty kill. One final question for Al May, analyst for NBCSN, Washington Capitals. Bob Stopper with you, Oilers. Now, Al, I got to ask you this, and it's about an Edmonton Oilers player that you had in Washington last year. Alex Chason, he's got six goals in eight games. He's plus seven. Um, he's he's been the perfect elixir for Leon Draisaitl and Tobias Reader. Like fit in perfectly. And I I recall in our conversations, you were not the biggest fan of his initially, and you warmed up to him in time. Absolutely. You know what it was. You know, he, there's going to be a lot of talk about this, but you know, Alex Ovechkin had a lot to do with his improvement last year, and. You know, always talking to him, helping him. But he's such a detailed guy. He learned that if he's going to play in the NHL, you know, it's not going to be right shotgun on the top line. It's, it's going to be as a third or fourth line type of guy. So you had to be really good in your own zone. Get the puck out of your own zone. All the old things that used to matter. Smart at both blue lines. 
But what I really like is he's figured out it's attention to detail when you're a role player, doing things correctly, doing them properly at all times. His effort is always there. And as I told you in a lot of our conversations, a pretty skater, but he gets there. And he's fast than he looks. And he's worked on it every offseason. He's up at 6 or 7 a.m. working on anything he can do to add the speed to his game. And as I said, the mechanics aren't beautiful, but he gets the job done. And I'm so happy that he's having success with the Oilers. Oh, he's been a, uh, a godsend for the Oilers Hockey Club right now. Al, we'll see you in about two hours. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. Take care, Bob. Thanks a lot. Yep. You bet. That's Al. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, me, longtime analyst for the Washington Capitals. We're going to check out here for a couple minutes, come back, get to a couple texts. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. 124 at Edmonton. Do you want to mention guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village? Steak and seafood right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. This is Oilers Now. Tomorrow, Mark Spector, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. Let's go to our Heartland Ford text line at 630-630. Here's Brendan Escott. Oh, got one here from Brian in Edmonton. Says, uh, Lucic does more on the bench yelling at guys than Strom does playing. I guess people that don't know anything about hockey want teams to start running us. If uh, people think that Kara scares people like Lucic, they should start watching something else. Interesting thought there from Brian in Edmonton. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. With all due respect to Jujar Kara, Milan Lucic does still have the fear of God in the opposition players out there because he can knock you the you-know-what out. So uh, I don't know if there's any debate about that one. But, uh, I, we read that text, and I respectfully disagree with the texture that says Kara can do what Lucic does. Uh, out of Viking, Alberta, uh, Bob, does Milan Lucic, uh, he's going to score three goals tonight. Well, that would be good. Coach Mike out of Edmonton, Bob, two goals in 59 games is underperforming. Yes. Cody in Calgary says enough of the Lucic talk. When you're getting outplayed by J.F. Jacques, despite getting gravy minutes of the best player in the league, it's time to give up the argument, Bob, please, from Cody in Calgary. You can text us at 630-630. Out of Bonneville, Mark says, Bob, you shower three times a day. Are you still pretending you're a hockey player for Mark in Bonneville? Uh, well, I never pretended to be a hockey player because I wasn't a very good one when I was younger. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Uh, man, everybody needs to lay off Lucic. Give him a right winger that can score, and everything will be just fine. And, yes, his intimidation is so worth $6 million. Or is McDavid being ran into the boards? 
question mark, and injured. What do these pinheads want? That text comes to us from 630, 630. Well, the, the listeners aren't all pinheads. Let's, let's establish that right now. Out of Windsor, Ontario, from Dan. Bob, sorry, can't agree on your analysis with why there's so many empty seats in Detroit. Hockey Town only loves a winner, especially for the ticket prices. Metro De- Detroit's economy has been great. That one comes to us from Dan in Windsor. Dan, I defer to you on this issue. So that is uh, totally your baby. It is 327 in Washington. Here's what we're going to do. Reminder, tomorrow, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Still to come, Brendan Escott will guide you home in the final half hour of the show. We've got a one-on-one with Oscar Clefbaum and a one-on-one with Nicholas Baxter. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and I'll rejoin you at 3.30 today from Washington. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.